who you are is the infinite pretending to be a person. And that is the most joyous thing that can be experienced. Thanks to Headspace for supporting The Kathy Heller Show. With nearly 60 million downloads, the Headspace app is the most science-backed mindfulness app in the world, proving that mindfulness really works. A study shows that just two weeks of Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. However you're feeling, try Headspace at headspace.com slash dreamjob and get one month free of their entire mindfulness library. Also, thanks to Purple. Only Purple mattresses have the super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. Get 10% off any order of $200 or more by going to purple.com slash dreamjob10. Promo code dreamjob10, terms apply. Hey, it's Kathy. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller Show. I am so happy today. I'm so grateful. I'm so inspired. Deepak Chopra is on the show today and... It is such an honor, really brings tears to my eyes. I've been on this path of seeking and finding and seeking some more for many years. And one of the greatest gifts in my journey was finding Deepak's work. And there is a meditation that he does where he's going to talk about this today, but he really helps us come home to the place of who we really are. And you're going to hear us talk about some of this today. But suffice it to say that his work has had a profound impact on me and has really helped me to free myself from so much unnecessary suffering and to awaken me to the beauty and the infinite that is all around and within each one of us. So it was such an honor, such an honor to sit with him. And sometimes when you have admired someone or you've felt so changed by what it is that they put in the world, you have them on some kind of a pedestal and our egos do that sometimes to other people. And then you meet people and sometimes the the way in which you envision them is not always the way in which they are. But I have to say that Deepak was just the embodiment of such love and such goodness and such kindness that it was just such a gift to sit with him. And I'm so grateful that I get to share this with you now. So in case you need a little refresher, Deepak is the founder of the Chopra Foundation and Chopra Global He's a pioneer of integrative medicine and personal transformation. He's a New York Times bestselling author, a professor at multiple universities. He's a senior scientist. The list of things that he has accomplished is pretty much never ending. He's been changing lives through the Chopra Foundation, a nonprofit that focuses on researching well-being and humanitarianism. And his company, Chopra Global, is leading the way in science and spirituality through their own app. And they've been helping people go deeper to transform their lives through retreats and courses. You've probably read one of Deepak's many books because he's published over 90 of them. He's the author of The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, The Book of Secrets, You Are the Universe, Metahuman, Total Meditation, The Healing Self. And today we're talking about his new book that just came out this week. 
And it's so appropriate for what we've been talking about lately. I couldn't have planned this any better if I tried. His book is called Abundance, The Inner Path to Wealth. It's an enlightening guide to success, fulfillment, wholeness, and plenty. And Deepak shares practical advice as well as meditations and mindfulness techniques to help you cultivate a sense of stability, creativity, love, joy, true power, and abundance, no matter what you're going through. It's such an eye-opening book, so definitely go grab your copy. There are so many gems in this conversation, and it was just such a gift to have him. The wisdom and insight that pours out of this beautiful soul knows no bounds. I won't keep you waiting any longer. Without further ado, please welcome the one and only Deepak Chopra. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm bursting. I feel like I'm going to probably cry like nine times that I get to just... Oh, be with you like the portal for so much love in this world you've given so much of that you've allowed so much of it in thank you so much thank you it's a pleasure to be with you oh my gosh when we started this show five years ago you were the person the very first person I was like oh this soul and I can't believe we're sitting here you know it's just like mm. okay so you've written so much and I feel like we should actually probably begin with the book that's coming because I want to make sure that that's what we are really getting to talk about. And being as deep of a soul as you are, by talking about this new book, we're going to wind up talking about so many other things anyway. So I want to talk about this idea of abundance and you say the inner path to wealth. Like, where does that begin? Why is it an inner path? Okay. So, you know, I got the idea of the book when I heard a lyric from Bob Marley. And the lyric says, some people are so poor, all they have is money. Some people are so poor, all they have is money. And then I started looking at, is money a means to happiness or joy? And... uh, the data is very interesting. It says, you know, 50% of your happiness every day comes from something called the set point in the brain. And that set point is determined for you when you're a baby. If your mother gave you attention, affection, appreciation, mm-hmm. acceptance, even though you didn't have a name, you looked at her eyes and her facial expressions, heard the tone of her voice, her body language, and you felt secure, you would grow up to be a very happy person. And 50% of your happiness experience comes from just how you were conditioned as a child. Now, 50% of that happiness experience comes from that, but you can change it through things like reflective inquiry, mindfulness, and many aspects, questioning your limiting beliefs. So that's the first factor in joy, 50% is the attitude in the mind. Do you see the world as a problem or do you see the world as an opportunity? That's the only difference, by the way, between people who are successful and who are not. Is Even during pandemic, people saw opportunities. We are on Zoom now, which has become a huge industry. People created new vaccines, which are now going to lead to other vaccines, including for cancer and stuff like that. Um, There was new discoveries in RNA, in inflammation, and vagal tone. So while the rest of the world was looking at the pandemic as a problem, there were a few people, I would say, across the world who actually found abundance in the pandemic. Mm. 
10% of your experience of joy comes from money, 10%. And so the data shows that if you win the lottery, you'll be ecstatic in the beginning. In six months, you'll start to plateau. In one year, you'll be back to your set point. So I started looking at the relationship of money and joy and happiness, direct relationship. And I discovered that there are two kinds of people who are always unhappy about money, the extremely rich and the extremely poor, because that becomes their identity. If you're extremely poor, you're thinking about money to survive. If you're extremely rich, you're avoiding taxes and parking in Bahamas on a yacht and watching the stock market every day and your blood pressure, your sex hormone levels, your heart rate variability, your immune response depends on the stock market. These extremely rich people are the ones that uh, Bob Marley is talking about because they confuse net worth with Mm. self-worth. Then the last component, 40% of happiness remaining, comes from your daily choices. And there are two kinds of choices that people make. One is only for personal pleasure, like, you know, alcohol, entertainment, sex, buying, shopping, etc. Do those choices make you happy? Yes, they do, but only for a couple of days. And then you get bored. You know, you buy a new iPhone and now there's an iPhone 11 with a new camera. So you're bamboozled into this belief that if you buy the next model, it'll make you happier. (laughs) Okay, those are personal choices for pleasure, but there's another choice you can make. That's for what is called fulfillment. And -hmm. fulfillment comes when you have meaning and purpose in your life, when you also know how to make other people happy. So if you give another person attention, which means listening, affection, it means caring, appreciation, which means noticing their strengths and being grateful to them for their unique nature, and acceptance, you're not trying to change them, you like them just as they are. That'll make you instantly happy because you're making somebody else happy. So I was looking at joy, and then I realized, why do people seek success in any form, whether it's a relationship or whatever? The end result is joy. If you're seeking, whatever you're seeking, nice house, uh, good relationship, uh, passionate romance, lots of money, you think it'll get you joy. So why not start from joy? Okay, if that's the end goal, why not start making that the first goal? So, you know, I'm holding the notes of abundance in my hand, the inner path to wealth. I decided to start with joy. And then this is a top-down approach. You know, joy is the first thing you try to figure out what makes you joyful. Then everything else you do is an expression of that joy. That includes making money. You never exclude money because, you know, when you do Gallup surveys, you find that that's the biggest cause of stress in the world. Mm. And it's the cause of stress is not how much money you make, but it's how much money your neighbor makes or your colleagues or your social network makes. So it doesn't matter if you have a house that's worth a million dollars, but your neighbor's house is worth $5 million, you're going to be unhappy. This is the insanity of our world right now. So this book is about finding joy at every level, so security and uh, safety, uh, material abundance, money, love and belongingness, uh, 
the power to transform, but even more important, insight, intuition, creativity, higher vision, transcendence, and bliss. That's it in a summary. Oh my gosh. Listening to you talk is music. It's oh, listening to music. <laughs> You're so beautiful, Deepak. Oh my gosh. Oh, please don't embarrass I'm, me. I'm not alone in this. This is just the residence. It's just the water flowing through this faucet, which is you. It's It loves people into life. That's what your vibration does, period. End of the sentence. Thank so you. you said this about joy and you said so many other gorgeous things. My rabbi said to me once that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And I spent a few years living in Jerusalem, studying Kabbalah and mysticism. In fact, my rabbi was on Larry King with you and he was so nervous to meet you. And he's like, Deepak liked what I said and I lost it because you're you and you're so close to such a channel anyways. So you said about joy, you know, what has helped me with joy more than anything is your meditation, the I am meditation. And I want you to talk about that because so often we are so caught in the ego and the mind and we don't really know how to access I am. And I thought maybe you could explain a little bit of how that joy is within reach if we know a little bit more about who we actually are. Okay, so I am is before I am Deepak Chopra. I am is before I am Kathy Heller. Yeah. So I am is before you have a name and a provisional identity. If you want to know what that is, all you have to do is look at a baby or somebody who's yet to understand social conditioning. Watch a baby. A baby is joyful and it has yeah. no reason to be joy, right? <laughs> it, it, it has no reason. No money. It has no money. No money, no identity, no name, okay, at the moment. Or even if the baby has name, it doesn't know that the name applies to that. And if you look at a baby before the conditioned mind, before our social conditioning, you will see babies, unless they're wet or unless they're hungry, when they say, ah, and then the mother hopefully takes care of that. Otherwise, you look at their face. It's joyful. It's curious. It's full of wonder. And every baby I've met, you know, the other day I was... uh, in Orlando, not the train. And there was a little baby in a pram and the mother was all stressed, uh, you know, carrying the baby, going through the tram and etc. crowded, COVID, everyone's wearing a mask. And this baby is trying to lock its eyes into my, okay. And it kept looking at me. And then finally, when I locked my eyes at the baby, it gave me the biggest smile I've ever seen that's joy okay that's i am the baby doesn't know it has a name or an identity but it has an identity the identity is i am i am which is pure which is pure joy pure wonder pure curiosity pure bliss but more things like that Um, it it has uh, the baby is not conditioned to find certainty or uncertainty the baby is not looking for validation. It's just expressing its joy. That's how I am. Mm. Yeah, it's so beautiful. This conversation is amazing. Before we go on, I just want to thank our sponsors. 
There are all these gimmicks that promise a great night's sleep, but I don't care what kind of toppers there are or how heavy a blanket may be. It's all lipstick on a pig. If you're sleeping on a terrible mattress, your sleep will be terrible. It's that simple. That's why I recommend sleeping on a purple mattress. Only purple mattresses have the gel flex grid. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. And no matter how you sleep, the gel flex grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. I love that my purple mattress is so comfy and gives me such a good night sleep. And I love that there's more of a bounce to it. So I don't feel like I'm sinking into my mattress, unlike memory foam. Try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available also. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress, go to purple.com slash dreamjob10 and use code dreamjob10. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash dreamjob10, code dreamjob10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash dreamjob10, promo code dreamjob10 terms apply. Ever feel like your mind doesn't have an off switch or that tension is constantly traveling through your body or do you feel tired no matter how much you sleep? That's just a few of the many ways stress, anxiety, and sleeplessness can harm your mind and body. This year, you can make small changes to your daily routine that have a big influence on your mental health and well-being with Headspace. So often we say we're fine when in reality we're angry or sad or overwhelmed with nerves. Headspace is scientifically proven to help you manage your feelings and your mental health. In fact, a recent study proved in just two weeks Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. So whether you want to relieve stress and anxiety or sleep better or improve your focus, Headspace is your everyday dose of mindfulness for real life. I'm a big fan of their meditations for stress and they're so easy to incorporate into my daily routine because they have meditations that are only a few minutes long. It's been such a good way to set my intention for the day and I can go into the rest of the day feeling grounded no matter what happens. Find some Headspace at headspace.com slash dreamjob and get one month free of their entire meditation library. This is the best Headspace offer available. So go to headspace.com slash dreamjob today. Headspace.com slash dreamjob. There's so many people who write in to my show and they use this word imposter syndrome. And there's this feeling of unworthiness. Like I would love to have abundance, but I don't really feel worthy of thriving. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? And is that really coming from our alignment with source and soul and I am, or is that more of an ego thing? No, there's a difference between self image and self. Mm Mm-hmm. I use this expression, we sacrifice ourselves for our selfie. (laughs) So your selfie becomes your identity, not yourself. And what is your selfie, your self-image trying to do? It seeks validation. It feels either inferior or superior. And it is full of fear. That's what these people have who say, Mm -hmm. I don't deserve it. They've been conditioned. You know, somebody at a long time ago said, you're not beautiful enough, or you're not successful enough, or you'll never make it, or you'll never be such and such. And that creates what is called a limiting belief in the mind. But there are ways to actually overcome that limiting belief, because once you start questioning your beliefs, you say, is it really true that I will never be president of the company? Is it really true? that my husband or wife doesn't love me? Is it really true that I'll never be able to lose weight? Whatever your idea of what your goal is. Then you can also say, how sure am I if this is true? And you know, the more you reflect on this and you say, you say, um, what is this doing to me? Why, why is it limiting me? 
And what is the opposite of this limiting belief? Now, this is the basics of what people call cognitive therapy. And now there's something also called awareness-based cognitive therapy. And there's a woman who wrote a book. Uh, she simplified this in a very nice way. It's basically, how do you overcome limiting beliefs? And you do that through reflective inquiry. You do that by mindfulness meditation. But you also do that by going beyond the thought process because it's our thoughts that are limiting us. If you go in meditation, you know, in the Kabbalah and all these great, amazing, mystical traditions, that's the realm that they call Ein Sof or, you know, the Buddhist. The Buddhists call it the Dharmakaya. Once you're at that understanding that that's what you just used, the Ein Sof is source, is the theosphere, if you want to call it. Not the noosphere. The noosphere is the mind. The theosphere is the realm of the soul. Or if you don't like the word soul, fundamental identity. I'm so impressed at how much you are a student of this world and understand so many traditions and and see the through line in all of it. All rivers lead into the same ocean. You you mentioned mindfulness and meditation a couple times, and I've heard you speak about how many hours of your day is in meditation, and I'm always gobsmacked by it. I spent two years studying at the UCLA Mindfulness Center, and even just a 30-minute practice for me every day, I'm doing it, but it's like a thing. And I speak to my listeners now, and they they see the science. They know that Dan Buettner said people live into their hundreds because of the reduction of cortisol, and, and the inflammation goes down. But people people feel very anxious when they begin to meditate. This is something that you really have a lot of practice at. So I'm curious if you could give us just a little sense or guidance around how we could begin a practice and find our way to something where we feel that peace and that wholeness rather than just feeling more of those thoughts and more of the stuff that just gets our nervous system riled? Well, there are several things you can do in the moment, actually, um, to silence your mind. So if I asked you right now, look around you, wherever you are, where are you right now in your bed, in your office? Yeah, my office. Where is this? This is uh, upstairs in my home in nice. Florida. <laughs> Okay, so what do you see around you right um, now? There's light coming in, and there's a beautiful candle, and there's your gorgeous soul, and there's a beautiful leather recliner right here and coffee here. So, you know, I was testing you. You named, you named everything that's an object, but you didn't name the space in which that object, those objects are. Now, if you shift your, look at that little statue or candle um, Mm -hmm. besides you, Mm -hmm. put it in front of you. And instead of looking at that, become aware of the space that is engulfing that. So instead of your eyes being focused, now they are soft eyes, they are unfocused. Every time you put your attention in space, your mind will go silent immediately because space is eternal and infinite and silent. It's the witness of everything. So uh, anytime you feel stressed, you can do that. Okay, just shift your awareness from objects to the space and make your eyes soft and immediately notice that there's silence. 
There are other things. You can notice the space between breath. You can notice the space and takes a little practice between thought. You can notice the space between choice. So these days in the cognitive literature, there's a word called metacognition. And metacognition means being aware of sensory experience in the moment without interpretation and also becoming aware of choices that you're making in the moment. So one trick I use to help people is press the pause button before you react and observe your reaction to react. That's it. So press the pause button, observe it. So the Indian philosopher J. Krishnamurti said, the highest human intelligence is the ability to observe yourself without judging yourself. Yeah. So if you do that, mind will go silent. And then, you know, if people find that so difficult, oh, what am I doing? Then I tell them, okay, use this following acronym, S-T-O-P. S stands for stop. T stands for take three deep breaths. And do, by the way, this is a technique I learned from the Buddhists. And I was in the Dharamsala with His Holiness Dalai Lama. And so this is, was a practice there. So first is you stop. Second is you take three deep breaths. And the advice of His Holiness Dalai Lama was smile from head to your toe in every part of your body. So your, your hair is follicles are smiling, your nails are smiling, your nose is smiling, your heart is smiling, your stomach is smiling, your genitalia are smiling. And that's T, S-T. Take three deep breaths, smile from your head to the toe. O, observe sensations in your body mm. before you make a choice. And P, now proceed with awareness and compassion. It's called the stop formula. So while I was there, the phone was ringing. And all these monks were looking at the phone. They weren't picking it up. And then, you know, the head monk, uh, you could see him smiling. And then he slowly picked up the phone. And with the most gorgeous smile in the world, he said, hello. <laughs> and everybody was happy. <laughs> It's so perfect because it's easy enough that we can all do that, right? I mean, we hear that you're meditating four hours a day and it's like, oh, forget it. But if you just start with that, which everyone who's listening right now, you could do that right right after you listen to this. Yeah, I meditate as a discipline with yoga and breathing and also, you know, I might be biologically very young. I am. But uh, chronologically, I turned 75. So the next chapter of my death is my death. Everybody has to die someday, right? How can I come to terms with this amazing experience that we call death, which is as amazing as the mystery that we call birth? You can't understand one without the other. So I meditate on death nowadays a lot. And I'm, I look forward to the final chapter. Who are you? My goodness. Oh. One of the things that everyone who's listening can also do is to just follow your work because there's so many Deepak meditations all over. Wherever you turn, press a button, YouTube, it's all over his site, Chopra Center. You can buy a course. There's so much. And I listened to the one, I've listened to so much of yours since I'm in college, but you gave me the, the knowing. You, you handed me back the truth of the universe. I remember hearing you say in a meditation, look outside, look into the Amazon. It's all abundance. And one of the made up limiting beliefs is, there's not enough, right? Nobody will buy for me. There's not enough money. Nobody will be there for me. There's not enough love. 
how can you help people reframe so that they actually see the world as it is, which is abundant? If you know yourself, when you look at nature, right, every seed is the promise of thousands of hours. One seed has the promise of thousands of hours, right? Um, wow. When you were conceived, there were 300 million sperm for that one egg. And one of them made it, and that's you. But, but you see abundance wherever you look in nature. Uh, you know, uh, a human baby has 50 trillion cells or more. Every cell is doing trillions of things at the same time. A human body can regulate itself. It can make antibodies. It can make hormones. It can think thoughts. It can play a piano and make a baby all at the same time. Mm -hmm. That is abundance, okay? How does it do that? No, it's the biggest mystery that, you know, you have 50 trillion cells, which is more than all the stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And they are doing in new, in fact, if you had to count the number of things per second that every cell is doing, you wouldn't be able to do it in a lifetime. There's no algorithm for that. And yet every human being is an expression of that. And while your body is self-regulating, it's tracking the movement of stars and planets because your biological rhythms are the symphony of the whole universe. Circadian rhythms, uh, biological rhythms, gravitational rhythms. It's the ultimate example of the abundance of the entire universe in every cell of your body. That's unbelievable what you just said. And, you know, Einstein is famous for saying that yeah. so much of what we think is reality is an illusion, although it, he's, he says, albeit very persistent. And it's so the opposite, right, of what you you just said. It's this ego's definition of like this separation. Yeah. We're each separate from each other. Yeah. Well, we are a unified body, mind, spirit, universe experience, all to one end, joy. So that the last thing I was going to ask you is you said before that such a beautiful knowing, which is that there were 300 million sperm and then it became you, right? For every egg, there are 300 million sperm. It should tell you also something that the divine feminine is more precious than divine <laughs> masculine because the rest of them, the sperm, 300 million, they don't stop to ask for directions. They just get lost. It's a typical male thing. You never want directions. It's interesting because so much of our culture, there's like this masculine and feminine, which we all have both of these energies, but like the do, do, do versus the be, be, be. be, be. And there's yeah. a nice song from Frank Sinatra. It's called <laughs> do, do, be, do. Do, be, do, be, do. You alternate between doing and being. That's so perfect. And it's, it's so cute that you just said that. I was just going to say, you're one of the most loving beings in the world and one of the brightest. So I want to ask you this question. I say on my show something I also learned in Jerusalem, which was this idea that the opposite of depression is not a sense of happiness, but it's this, it's this purpose feeling. And it was an idea that I had heard that I liked. And so often people come to me and the reason that they're seeking and listening is they want to know that there's a purpose to their life. What do you think that that is? 
ultimate purpose in life is to know who you are. That's it. Nobody knows who they are. They say, are you a body? Well, which one? Fertilized eggs, zygote, which one? You don't have a body. It's an activity, perceptual activity. Then some people say, I'm my mind. So which one? You know, you had a different mind when you were a teenager. Others mm-hmm. say, I'm my personality. Well, hopefully that is evolving unless you want to run for, <laughs> unless you want to run for president, then you can freeze your personality at eight years of emotional development. So who are you? This is the most important question. Who you are is the infinite pretending to be a person. And that is the most joyous thing that can be experienced. What else? What else does anyone need to say? So this book is coming out first of March, Abundance, the Inner Path to Wealth. And the last question. So what what do you hope that people will walk away with from this beautiful book? I think people will walk away with the tools to create abundance at every level in their life. That's my hope. And by the way, on the 28th of February, one day before the book launches, there's a PBS program coming out all across the country and it's called the path to enlightenment and it's about this book as well thank you for showing up for the assignment of being you thank you for being here tell us where we can follow you tell us where we can take the next step by the book and everything else okay so you know if you want to look at some of the research we're doing then it's choprafoundation.org which is a nonprofit entity and we're very engaged in bringing joy especially to teens and we are creating a global network to prevent teen suicide because now right now the second most common cause of death and oh this is evidence that our humanity is incomplete that our children and teenagers are killing themselves something wrong with us our generation that we've created that so we're tackling that on a big level global pandemic of depression and society all the research is there and how we're doing it and if you want to know about my work, then deepakchopra.com and then the Chopra app, which is totally independent, which you have, I think. You, that- you've added so much to this world. And I just heard, I mean, I've been following Thich Nhat Hanh for so long and he just transitioned. And I heard him talking about loneliness and how it's like the biggest epidemic. And yet we connect all day long on our devices. And what you just said to me says a lot about how we're not connecting with self and therefore not with each other. Uh, I think we should end by tribute to Thich Nhat Hanh because it is the ultimate embodiment of presence. I met him a few years ago. He came to our center and I will never forget his presence. Thank you for that. Thank you for being here. Bless you. Thank you. God bless. Ah, That was just so mind-blowing. Here are the takeaways. Number one, fulfillment comes when you have meaning and purpose in your life. It comes when you know how to make other people happy by giving them your attention, affection, appreciation, and acceptance. Number two, start from joy. If that's the end goal, why not make it the first goal? Number three, your identity is I am. It's pure joy, pure wonder, pure curiosity, pure bliss. Number four, Press the pause button before you react. Observe your reaction. The highest human intelligence is the ability to observe yourself without judgment. Number five, when you look at nature, one seed is the promise of forests. Abundance is wherever you look in nature. 
Number six, your body tracks the movement of stars and planets. Your biological rhythms are the symphony of the whole universe. The ultimate example of the abundance of the entire universe is in every cell in your body. Number seven, we are a unified body, mind, spirit, universe, experience, all to one end, joy. Number eight, your ultimate purpose is to know who you are. Who you are is the infinite pretending to be a person, and that is the most joyous thing that can be experienced. Wow. Okay, now I want to celebrate some of the wins from some of our alumni, but before we dive into that, I want to tell you a huge win for my husband. I have been standing here cheerleading and radically encouraging him for so long to step into who he is. He was born to make people laugh, and he is such a good soul that he deserves the world because he's always been so grateful for whatever he has. And he just started doing stand-up. He got on stage three times in the last 10 days at various comedy clubs in South Florida and performed his his set that he has put together. And he is going to be doing a show. I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be hosting the evening, March 15th. If you are in the South Florida area, you can go to uh, my Instagram link in bio to grab tickets. If you're in the South Florida area, please come. He's going to be there. He'll be opening for his co-host of his new podcast. His new podcast is called You Don't Know Schiff. And Paul Reiser is the guest this week. He co-hosts it with our very dear friend, Mark Schiff. And Mark Schiff is phenomenal. And he'll be doing stand-up that that night, March 15th in the South Florida Comedy Club. I will be hosting the evening. We'll do a Q&A. We'll be hanging out. We'll have some fun. Again, if you want to grab tickets, go to my Instagram at kathy.heller and there you'll find the tickets in the link in bio. Um, they'll be performing at the Boca Black Box Theater on March 15th. And I'm so proud of him. I'm so excited for him. It's just so cool to see him dancing in this in this place where he's gone past uh, what felt like his comfort zone and now he's playing in in the unpredictable, in his zone of genius and creativity. And it's just so cool. If you want to do me a solid, go subscribe to his podcast. It's called You Don't Know Schiff because his co-host name is Mark Schiff. And uh, this week, like I said, they had Paul Reiser on. You can find the link in the show notes. You can also just search You Don't Know Schiff um, in Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen. Or you can go to lowellbenjamin.com and you can find it there. Um, but go subscribe and leave a review. And if you do leave him a review, you can send me a screenshot to my Instagram DMs and I will say thank you by sending you a Starbucks, any drink of your choice. I'll send you a code that you can grab a drink of your choice. I love you guys so much. You're the most supportive people in the world. And truly, it means so much. You have no idea. All right. So other wins I want to celebrate, some of our alumni. So Crystal said... Where to start? I'm loving this thing. I thought I had to wait until five years in my coaching business to tithe, but God told me to hop on a live with Kathy and she spoke to little Crystal who always wanted to do this and now here I am. In two months, I have four monthly supporters, 800 downloads of my podcast, interviewed one of the season six Queer Eye heroes, the dopest Dr. Jerika, who I am forever grateful to because I would never have reached out to her while watching her episode, but I got so curious about her journey to service so many people and I answered the nudge I had and she said yes. It was one of my best interviews with a complete stranger that never felt like a stranger. That's a huge ass win. I'm finding my niche with who I'm pulled to coach and why. Win-win. The inner growth is real from episode one to episode five, which is the most exciting part. That's all that I know of because I know God is still working. 
Oh my gosh, Crystal, you are such a superstar. I love hearing that you followed your curiosity and the nudge from the universe and created these amazing opportunities on your own. It's so true. You have so much magic and stardust coming right your way. So keep us posted. You can all go listen to Crystal's podcast. It's called Unstuck Yourself with Crystal Simmons. Here's the next one. So Fanny said, I launched my podcast on January 22nd of this year. I celebrate every download and new follower. And this is the new me as I am not active in social media. I get out of my comfort zone every single day. Today I posted my first live ever and I started doing interviews for my podcast. I don't know what the future holds, but I know it's something great. Fanny, I love this. There's so much to celebrate in every step and every win. And I don't think most of us are able to slow down to acknowledge that. Way to get out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there. You're 100% right. The future holds so much greatness for you, and I can't wait to hear more. Let's all give Fanny some love. Her podcast is called Life As We Choose It. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for listening to this show. I know how busy your life is. I, I get it. Life is just it's so full. I so appreciate that you're here. There are so many good conversations, so many good podcasts coming up on this show. So please make sure that you listen on Apple Podcasts and you subscribe wherever you're listening. Please subscribe. And do you know somebody who would find this podcast today fascinating? The answer has to be yes. <laughs> this was just one of the best conversations ever. If you can think of someone who loves Deepak Chopra or who would be inspired by this, please take a second and send them the link email it to them, text it to them, or you can just post it in your Instagram stories and tag me at kathy.heller and tag Deepak at Deepak Chopra. And if you do tag me and post about it, I'm going to send you a code so that you can go get a Starbucks on me because I love this conversation and I want it to get out there. So go ahead, post about it. And if you tag me, I'll see it. And my team will send you a code that you can go get a Starbucks drink of your choice. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an amazing weekend. Like a string of twins